Welcome to another episode of EG Light Sunday Morning. This week I'm joined by a pair of EG LSM stalwarts, news editor Pui Guan Man and London and Offices reporter Alex Daniel. Now, Alex, Westminster City Council must have been listening to you last week uh, for your thoughts on Marble Ouch Mound. Uh, are you delighted to hear that you can now climb the mound for free or, or are you holding out for a, an offer to be paid to do so? I'd like to be paid to do so, to be honest. I mean, nah, it's, it's you know, if it's free, then fine, you can kind of do what you want. I think it was a bit of an affront to try and charge people um, more than the fiver to go up that thing. But, um, you know, it's it's still, I personally am not a massive fan of it, but I think it's probably going to get a bit greener, um, more tree covered and uh, over the coming weeks. And also, uh, if it's free, then whatever and am I right in thinking you've been giving a little bit more thought to public realm this week yes yeah we've got a piece coming up hopefully on uh sort of what maybe we could learn um from all of this Mm. um it's uh, I mean (laughs) probably quite a lot but um (laughs) we shall see uh eg avid eg readers will have to keep their eyes peeled for that one though Cool. I look forward to it. And um, Pui, uh, this week you've talked to the Hammerson chief executive. Uh, apologies if I pronounce this incorrectly, Rita Rose Gagne. That's, That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, she's, uh, she's unveiled her vision of turning Hammerson into an owner, an operator and developer of focused prime urban estates. And yeah. your headline asks, will Hammerson's new strategy go far enough? So you know what I'm going to ask you. Uh, will it? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting one. So, um, so she wants to kind of, um, well, the longer term um, vision for it is, you know, a mix of homes, offices, and and hotels um, in the city centre locations, or well, fourteen um, of them anyway. And Resi is the biggest focus of this. Um, there's six million square feet of housing potential identified across um, the schemes, but offices and hotels also play um, quite significant parts in it. And in the short to midterm, she's hoping to kind of underpin this strategy with a disposals um, program for uh, non-core assets, uh, the proceeds of which would then be um, redeployed into reinventing its locations, um, as well as a target net admin cost reduction of 15 to 20 percent by um, 2023. Um, And so far, the reaction to it has been um, a bit muted, um, Theresa. Um, on the whole, it's seen as a pretty sort of sensible capital allocation, mm. but there weren't exactly any surprises. And um, the development approach is also one we've it, it's a little bit familiar as well, mm. you know, not least um, from predecessor David Atkins and his city quarters strategy, which was also focusing on um, mixed use uh, development and, and, the, and the pivot towards that. Um, and they've been drawing up the strategy for a few months now. So I think everyone was expecting something a bit more um, exciting, a bit more kind of revolutionary, um, not least because they'd gotten input from external consultant uh, McKinsey. But it looks like Hammerson has instead chosen to establish um, a flatter uh, structure and tighten up on costs first. And as it turns out, Hammerson had actually engaged McKinsey to do a short-term diagnostic on operational costs, but that's that's by the by, really. Um, 
I'd say on the whole, city analysts were a bit underwhelmed um, by it all. And some also expected more of a data-driven approach, uh, you know, something a bit more quantitative rather than qualitative, um, which wasn't really uh, delivered in this case. So I guess in in summary, just a, a roundabout um, answer to your question, um, the, I guess the consensus is that Hammerson didn't didn't really take the opportunity to um, deliver the re revolutionary strategy that it needed to kind of radically uh, turn things around. But, you know, it's in a way better position operationally than it was last at the same point last year. So um, it'll be able to work on progressing from a much better footing, even if things remain incredibly tough um, for retail in general. So a bit of a Gareth Southgate safety first approach, but, <laughs> but that can take you quite a long way if it if if, if you get a fair wind. So you could uh, say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, some analysts might be crying out for Grealish to come off the bench, but um, <laughs> stick to stick to what works. Uh, and Alex, um, I always like to ask you for a, a bit of an offices update anytime you're on. And, and this week we have a quite a big one, don't we? We what we affectionately like to call Loma. Yeah, we do. We've got we've got a quarterly Loma London offices market um, London office market analysis um, put together by uh, uh, our star researcher, sadly now a former staff member at EG, Graham Schoen, um, for the big shout there. out to Graham. Big I'm shout sure out! To I'm Graham. sure he's listening. Absolutely sure he's listening. He's greatly missed. <laughs> Um, for the office nerds listening, I'm sure there'll be some familiar themes um, by now. I mean, this is for the second quarter. So compared to first quarter take up, which, as I'm sure everyone remembers, was not very good in lockdown. Um, the second quarter had 35 percent more take up. Um, and that's only going to keep rising uh, during um, July and August. Um, meanwhile, investment is also up significantly. We had the Brookfield deal at 30 Fenchurch Street, which uh, for clarity, that's the one that used to be called Plantation Place, but quite sensibly, most people have dropped that name now. And then a couple of other big ones too, um, one at St. John Street in Clerkenwell, that's the Save the Children headquarters, and also one Braham Street. They're all pretty big transactions and kind of um, good signs for the direction that the investment market is going in, in sort of central London office, uh, the central London office world, I suppose. Again, there have been um, several more kind of follow-ups on this, um, some big ones in the West End recently, um, a couple of other city buys as well, uh, sort of since the second quarter um, cut-off point uh, passed by. So I think looking forward, both take-up and investment are going to be on the up uh continuing i think the overall story is definitely that london is on the road to recovery um a lot of these figures without going into too much sort of detail a lot of the figures are still quite far down on 2019 um so pre-pandemic numbers but um fingers crossed the only way is up um i guess the only the other thing to add more recently is uh secondhand um tenant released space is uh, generally being withdrawn from the market too now as well. Um, and that kind of tells us that occupiers actually want the office space that they hold. Um, I think that tells, you know, that tells an important story about what tenants are actually planning to do, i.e. use their offices again, i.e. offices are very much alive and well. Um, this is 
largely anecdotal it's quite a difficult metric to actually track because tenants will shout about uh when they're marketing secondhand space but of, of obviously when they're withdrawing that from the market they'll do it a lot more quietly but um from conversations that i've had it is definitely happening across the board um and it's a good thing for the central london office market it certainly sounds that way and uh, what else has been keeping you both busy this week well um to keep the conversation going on offices our um front page uh, this week is on uh, prime office uh, rents being pushed to a three-year low on the back of occupier rent-free demand which um i appreciate doesn't doesn't quite um <laughs> sit with what, what alex has just mentioned on loma but um Findings from uh, Carter Jonas uh, that were shared exclusively with us show that landlords are essentially being asked to give away between 12 to 16 months of rent to lure tenants to even the most prime offices in London. And well, I guess the question is, with, with the future of working still up in the air, you know, what does it mean um, for them in the long run? You know, you can read more on that in this week's issue. Um and the agency results keep coming too. So after CBRE's update last week, Savills and Cushman uh, are the latest agencies to issue updates this week. So Savills has recorded an 18% increase in revenue to almost um, 933 million. That's up 10% on pre-pandemic levels in 2019 too. Um, and Cushman's revenue was up by um, nearly 30% to $2.2 billion. And um, notably, in related news, Cushman's global president, uh, John Forrester, has been promoted to chief executive. So congratulations to uh, Big John, as he is known <laughs> in the industry. Lots of people getting shout outs today. That's, that's great. Uh, and, and Alex, uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, I mean, that's it's a good point that Pui makes um, just very briefly on the rent free thing. I mean, if uh, yes, uh, it's a kind of finesse, I suppose, that take up point, isn't it? Yes, mm. take up might be up. Um, They're just not paying for it. <laughs> exactly. Landlords are having to do bend over backwards to actually get people to take offices. Um, it's it's an interesting point, isn't it? Um, I think it could probably be something. Another thing that sort of continues going forward, to be honest, that um, it's occupiers are getting a lot more flexibility and a lot more of what they want on their actual leases at the moment. Um, the other stuff that I've been doing, um, there was an interesting story this week about uh, Robert Chengez, who I'm sure is a name who will be familiar to a lot of people listening, um, British Iranian property, uh, property uh, investor um, who wanted to turn, or probably still wants to turn, a former MI5 base in Mayfair into a private members club. Um, which, you know, apparently it's going to be very exclusive, mm. uh, so says Robert. Um, but uh, Westminster Council has now rejected it um, for breaching its new policy framework, its new city plan, which it adopted in April. I suppose the interesting point about this is that Westminster actually resolved to approve this scheme in February um but they never signed on the dotted line or they didn't they didn't get round to signing the dotted line until the city plan got adopted in april two months later um it's now gone back to planning and they've now revoked their kind of uh their uh, resolution to grant permission um from february um and that's mainly because it doesn't um it doesn't account for the loss of office space that this that Chengiz's scheme would result in um it's going to lose about 
it's going to take about 96,000 square foot of commercial space away from the West End market to create this private members club. Um, and Westminster wants uh, Chengiz and co to uh, market this space for a year to prove that it's not high quality enough to keep um, before they can go ahead with their scheme. Obviously, the developers uh, were not very happy about it. Mm. Um, they've said it's in no one's interests. It's not good planning. They've said it's going to leave their development dead in the water. Um, they've said that object uh, last minute objections last year had the deliberate effect of forcing the applications into the arms of this policy which it could quote never entirely comply with so i mean it depends on the way you look at it doesn't it, it could be a bit of a storm in the teacup because they might very well just go away and market it for a year now and just be put back by a year but um it's interesting a bit of a fallout i suppose between one of london's um better known and perhaps more colorful uh, names in property and westminster westminster city council it sort of, it's probably because I've watched too many movies, but it, it brings to mind all sorts of all kinds of evocative ideas of a private members club in an MI5 uh, base yeah. that filled with secret passageways and hidden doors. And absolutely, I mean, I my impression was that most MI5 bases were practically private members clubs anyway, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, so you know, uh, yeah, it sounds like the ideal setting for a future uh, Bond movie. I think uh, if it ever gets over the line. Um, okay, so. Uh, it's that time again. Uh, it's the quiz. Uh, Alex, how are you feeling about, about the quiz after recent recent efforts? I I think the last three times I've taken the quiz, I've only uh, I've come out victorious once, and that was a penalty shootout penalty shootout against um, our new reporter, uh, our new permanent reporter Piers. Yeah, um, in his first week. Patently <laughs> unprepared for it that week, so I'm not feeling good at the news editor we. Uh, no, she. You know, I, 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 I'm sure you have done the new penalty shootout format quiz before. I How did, did I did, but I had some very hot competition. I think it was against um, Emma, our resi okay. editor, Emma yeah. Rosser. Yeah. yeah, it was. A, okay. That was a tough one. <laughs> so, uh, Pui, I will let you select whether you would like the odd numbers or the even numbers. Ooh, um, I will take the even numbers. Oh, she's put the pressure on Alex to go first. Okay, so Alex, question one. Retirement has clearly not suited CBRE veteran Martin Samworth, who has been tempted back into the world of work as chief executive of what data platform? Um, I was... Oh, I wish you'd asked me a, a little slightly easier version of that question because I knew that he had come back as chief executive of a data platform. Um, <laughs> it's it's like re something, isn't it? I have to I confess, I have no idea how to pronounce this. So hopefully Pri will come to our rescue. I can't tell you what it is. Um, if you can give me half a point for saying re, because I know it begins with re, then... Okay. Well, in penalty shootouts, I'm not sure. Drive a hard bargain. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's no points enough of this. Three, but do you want to uh, do you want to slot home the rebound? Well, I, I mean, you were you hopeful that I would know how to pronounce it. Um, I know how to spell it. Um, <laughs> so I, I did try and give a little a little hint there because it's R E S Q, but I, I think surely rescue is the the intended. Well, I was thinking maybe risk, but risk. Uh, but no, you're right. Yeah, uh, well, so, R E five Q. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's whatever uh, them. 
but yeah, close, but not quite. So Pui, your first question. Which is the slowest London borough at handling planning applications and among the worst performing local authorities in the country? Well, um, aptly to our uh, <laughs> conversation on members clubs earlier, um, it's Westminster. It is Westminster City Council getting their third mention uh, in this episode. So I uh, uh, hope they're, well, they'll probably have mixed feelings uh, on the, the mentions they've had. Um, so Alex, your second question mm-hmm. is uh, the, the missing words round. Uh, I'm afraid both these questions come from the Future of Southampton section uh, in this week's magazine. Uh, so Alex, the headline is Southampton, a blank and the future. Southampton, a blank and the future. I know this. I actually read it this morning. Um, it's Southampton, a free port. Oh, he's future, got he's I there. believe. He has slotted it home. 1-1. One, one. Your second question. Cycle parking, changing rooms, hot desking and blank are all the new buzzwords of the future office. Cycle parking, changing rooms, hot desking and blank are all the new buzzwords of the future office. Alex is feeling pretty good about having the odd numbers right about now. Damn. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, I've just got to think of other buzzwords. Um, I guess um, it's got to be a rooftop garden or an outdoor terrace. <laughs> <laughs> All desirable features. But uh, Alex, do you have any idea what the what the answer actually is? Um, it's no, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's touchdown space. Cool. Uh, cool. Cycle parking, changing rooms, hot desking, and touchdown space, whatever that is. Uh, read uh, read the opinion piece in, in uh, the Future of Southampton uh, report uh, to find out more. Okay, 1-1, one, one. exciting, going into the final question. Uh, and of course, the final questions are the diary round. So, Alex, which company gave its employees a week off emails this week as a post-lockdown reward in the proud tradition of minus Fortnite? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can't tell you. Was it? Was it? Hin- was it? Was it one of those um, dating apps that seems to be? Was it either Hinge or Bumble is the one that keeps <laughs> people really nice? I don't know what that has to do with us, but I keep hearing about them being very nice to their employees. And, and, yeah. Sadly, not. Uh, clearly, Alex has not emailed this company this week. Uh, the big question is: Has Poi? Um, I think it's you and I. It is you and I. Very nice gesture. (laughs) Okay, so you have the the chance uh, to win this week's quiz with this final question. On what metric does the City of London rank dead bottom as an area of the UK behind Rutland and Merthyr Tydfil? The City of London? Um, Yes. uh, (laughs) Um... There might be multiple. There might be multiple hours, uh, answers, uh, but I, I have to take what's on this week's diary page. Could, could it be housing? I don't know. I can't imagine there to be a lot of houses there. I think. I think I have to give you that. So it is the number of homes sold on average. Oh. I, I think you've just <laughs> now. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Alex. We, on a previous episode, we have spoken about uh, the, the city possibly unlocking some residential uh, redevelopment. So perhaps it will. It will jump up the. Uh, the list ahead of Rutland and Methodville, but but over the last five years, apparently there's just been an average of 196 homes sold a year in the city of London. Do you know so, what? An interesting point about that. Sorry to jump in. Is that sorry to go all nerdy on this, but I believe actually 
they are not going to build many more than that a year as part of the uh, their sort of planned increase mm. in housing. So I don't know how. It, perhaps it's not as significant. I, th- I think I can't remember. I think me and Emma had had a bit of an <laughs> argument about this on a podcast a few months ago. Now. But um, yeah. So it, it, it's not going to become a, a residential zone anytime soon. Let's hope not. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Thank you uh, very much uh, for uh, joining me again. Well done, Pri, on, on winning the quiz. Alex, I'm sure your, your fortunes will, will turn next time. Uh, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. <laughs>